When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Monday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am your host for this evening's show, Craig Fowler, and I'm joined in person in Ball Green Gardens by Tony Anderson, the man don't, who owns this place. Don't tell everyone my address, please. <laughs> I didn't say the exact... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I like anyone's going to be arsed, queuing up inside now. What are you up to, Tony? What are you doing tonight? I'll go to Tony Anderson Street and see if I can yeah, see him. Yeah, yeah. And Duncan McKay. I cannot wait for Tony to get papped. <laughs> By <laughs> photographers. <laughs> That's him. There. It's nice <laughs> to be back. A view, for, a view for the terrorist star Tony Anderson seen here taking out his bins. Yeah. <laughs> but he is naked, so there is something in that. <laughs> uh, it's nice to be back. I don't think I've done a Monday in a while after screeching into the new season doing non stop. Monday episodes I've been off for a while I've been gallivanting Yeah I've not done too many recently as well I've done one you and Joe a couple of weeks back But we've had to do a few more ones over Riverside mm-hmm. Which is it's fine, it's good as a backup But it's, it's not as preferred as it is When we're all in the same room And can really bounce off each other And Duncan, you've barely done one of these in ages I know, I'm trying to think, actually think When the last time I was in person It's exciting as I was in uh, the desert during the week I ended up doing... Uh, I was on quad bikes with my 68-year-old mum in, mm. in the desert, which was a, a surreal experience. And, and, and I was in Ball Green Garden looking, <laughs> yeah, after, you, looking after your cat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me you either looking after a cat or in a desert. No, okay, I, 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 didn't, I didn't do anything this weekend. I don't know. But uh, right, let's get to let's get to the. You've just been to the dentist, though. Oh yeah, I've been to the dentist. That was that's always that's a huge the thing, the worst thing in the world. I think, in my, in my opinion, I hate it. I had to reschedule a dentist appointment uh, because. Oh, that's the biggest mistake I've ever heard in my life. That'll be six months later. No, was, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was like it was when I was in Florence. So I was like, I have to reschedule it. So like, okay, next one's in January. Yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, I I made done it when he was hung over. Bumped it. They got together for five months. And that's my very expensive drink for your teeth. But also at the same time, you're putting off something you don't want to happen uh, yeah, for it. quite a while. So yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe lose your teeth. It's not that great. No, it's, it's uh, no. <laughs> right, we've got six games to get through. And talking of losing teeth, <laughs> what a, what a cracking weekend it was in the Scottish top flight. Twenty nine goals in total, which equaled the record for the most goals in a single match day in the Scottish top flight since league reconstruction in nineteen seventy five. Wow. And let's start with the game. Who had the, le- had the least goals? <laughs> McDermott Park it may have had only three, which made it the only, only game. Th- it d- only three, which made it the only game which didn't have five or more. But it certainly was. I would think it has to be said the most eyebrow-raising result of the weekend. Although considering Rangers' recent form, was it? 
Um, you could maybe say that, and then you see that St. Johnson are starting with Elliot Parrish in goals, mm. and then that suddenly, became a problem later yes, on. Yeah, and then suddenly I'm like, hmm. Well, this is going to be Rangers by five. I don't think. I don't think this is going to be particularly exciting. And then uh, Rangers did what they did best, do best under uh, GBV at the moment, and they stunk the place out. Yeah, the, the first half where they were pretty dominant, but did get their opening goal, and then James Brown, Tony. Could, could you ever have imagined wow. James Brown would score that goal as his first ever goal in professional football? James, yeah. James Brown has ne- never dreamt of scoring a goal. That's how boring he is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was absolutely jaw on the floor. Could not believe it. Fair play to him, James Brown, because, I mean, the stick I've given him personally has been non-stop, and it's mainly to do just... It's just... He never comes across... Just when it said his first goal in professional football, then my jaw came back up, and I was like, that's... I didn't know that, but that sounds... So James Brown. So James Brown. Of course he's never bothered kicking a ball in the net before. He's about 25. <laughs> There's goalkeepers that have scored, sir. But uh, yeah, what a way to do it. It's an absolutely... It's a, it's a really good finish as well. It's easy to criticise these ones and say... Oh, he just hit it. Mm. But I think there's a bit more to it than that. He flicked it up. He's got his eyes on the ball and he catches it really, really well. And it screams into the net. And one of the cliched ones, but if there was two goalkeepers, they wouldn't save it. They would. <laughs> Nearly every time with that, there are two goals. No goals get scored, but uh, <laughs> but it was a it was a it was a great goal, uh, nonetheless. And 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 oh, please for him anyway, please for him. Yes, and uh, it helps the Johnson on the way to victory. But they were certainly needed that second goal. Uh, due to, as we mentioned, uh, Elliot Parrish being in goals because he makes a hash of James Tavernier's ones. I know he sees it late, but... No, he, it's never, not. he never looked good at any point in the game. No. He was just nervous every time the ball went near him. But it was helped by St. Johnson scoring their second, and that was a combination, once again, of Stevie May and Nicky Clark, who are becoming one of the most potent strike forces in the league, so somehow. It's, it's Stevie May 3.0. So yeah. Stevie May 1.0 was... Well, Stevie May, basically, was his first stint at St. Johnson. Stevie May 2.0... Uh, was the, the injured, bad period, the bad period, <laughs> and, uh, uh, and everywhere else, and then three is just incredible. Like I'm, he's just, he's just, just uh, even yesterday, like is defending from the front. Like he's so energetic. I don't know where it's come from because he was injured and so broken down for so long, and now he's just got this new lease of life, and he's doing stuff like putting in perfect balls for for Nicky Clark to. To, to, to seal a famous victory. It was a really kind of cool, um, sorry, cool, well, cool finish, Absolutely. but also cool celebration for Clark as well. And it just seemed like, I just, I do this all the time. I don't know like, what No, the, you don't. What no, would you I, absolutely do not. I was trying to work it with the hand gesture as well. I, think he was, I thought he was about to do, I thought he was doing a, a badly done love heart, you I know, thought, like, thought, like De Maria does. Uh, but then I realised he was doing something else. So, you say it's a cool celebration. If no one can work out what you're doing, no, it was, is it? No, I didn't mean the hand gesture. I just meant the kind of way he reacted. It wasn't uh, like the kind of sprinted off, screaming type of thing. It was just kind of... It, it, it was like a forward who's like, yeah, I, I, I scored goals. It's, it's, like, it's a classic for- finger wag yeah. type this, one. This it's, is, a, it's a forward who's done his research on uh, Borna Barashit's lack of awareness. <laughs> wow. Every, that's now a constant theme for Barisic. I mean, I, I, I really do want to come back to, to me and Clark, but... Uh, yeah, Barisic not being aware of people coming on his blind side. He's, he's not, even that much, not even <laughs> that much of a blind side yeah, either. Yeah. Like, he was right next to you a second ago. <laughs> and it just he just totally switched off. And it, it must be getting... What's Yilmaz done? What's he doing? He, well, he got injured. Because uh, oh. he got in the team recently, and, he, and he, did he know he quite off, well? He went off. Was it the Champions League game he went off? It mm. was. Yeah, he got injured again. Because like Barisic... Barisic... 
I, it's starting to get to the stage where I used to always think that even on his bad days, his deliveries in a Rangers team would outweigh any of his negatives because they get the ball in those positions so often that his amazing delivery would supersede any of the other mm. problems. That's starting to run low and it's starting to really balance out. And like the more it goes, he's conceding is balanced through how many he's assists and that's not really great when you have the ball for 75% of the of the entire game I saw I, I didn't get to read I really wanted to read that like um, the courier was Eric Nicholson done a, a, a big um, piece on May and Clark you know, I wanted to read it before coming on but I missed it but I was going to ask you guys is, is it these are both always been known as intelligent players like both in, quite intelligent strikers certainly Clark I think his movement's always been good the way he drops off is good he knows when to make runs uh, but maybe at Dundee United he, he didn't score enough goals and there's an element of Shanklin didn't get a lot of goals and the styles mm. of play that they got in so maybe we were a bit quick off the off the mark when we were criticising the Clark because now it's some interest when you get two strikers who are very intelligent playing together suddenly they enjoy themselves a lot more because they know they're going to each make the right decisions and they're going to get lots of chances so even if they aren't as deadly as other strikers when you put them together they make so many good chances because of because of how clever that they, they must love playing with each other I th yeah I think they're, they're pretty complimentary I don't I I don't think we were necessarily down on uh, or wrong about Nicky Clark. I mean, he's he's proven himself not to. Have, he's had numerous chances to prove himself, and I think he's, he's got now three goals now. I know. Yeah. Now, uh, now, I said it was a shit signing. He's slagged them off for playing money for him, and it's actually saved their season. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'm going to admit, I would say the quick of oh, yeah, I'm, I'm pish. I, I yeah, I'm. I'm uh, completely flummoxed by how he's done because I just thought it, saw it as one of these uh, Dundee to St Johnston you know people that go on mm -hmm. the road and it doesn't really do anything and you weren't expecting but it's been it's worked out an absolute treat for St Johnson so far and like Fowler was saying last week uh, I listened to the podcast and I was aware that uh, none of this is making sense because Davidson yeah. uh, like like it wasn't being lazy at the start of the season when we, a lot of us were saying that St Johnson would go down it wasn't just based on the performances of last season it was the performance of last season coupled with the work done in the transfer yeah. market who left and who came in yeah, like, like, no that is not a like for like replacement so like that was what was, was like it was, that was it was a more rounded thought about why they would go down but it's not making sense but the thing is now they're getting stronger because now they're getting Witherspoon back Carey's back fit so now you're looking at as so now the squad's starting to look, and me and Clark at this point, now you're thinking, well, that's fucking good then. Well, that's what the person I was going to bring up is somebody who's coming back has also really helped him as well. Like, mm. he came off the bench this against Hibs. This is his first Hibs. start, eh? This yeah. first start, yeah. yeah. He came off the bench against Hibs and showed his worth, and he, he also did the last week as well, and... It's good to see that he doesn't look like he's lost anything for that year out. He, he just looks like David Wotherspoon again. I suppose when he never really had any pace to lose to begin with, that's always going to be a, a benefit when you've had this knee problem. But he's still he's still that technically great player. He's still got that kind of creative outlook. He's And they needed somebody like that because, as we've kind of said, the guys that they brought in, Kerry being one of the examples, haven't been as reliable as David Wotherspoon was in his St. Johnson pomp. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Yeah, I mean, now you look at it now. Carey Witherspoon Halberg goes for... They had, like, the most work... I mean, they had Ryan McGowan in fucking midfield recently. So they went for, like, a very, very workman-like midfield to now quite a sexy midfield where everyone's, like, sort of quite technical with the ball. <laughs> Surely Mid- sexy St. Johnson. Well, they can't be... Well, I was going to say they can't be bracket as long as James Brown's in the team, but if he scored goals like that, yeah, then it could be. But, but you know what I mean? It's like Witherspoon's Unlikely a very... Unlikely sex symbol St. Yeah. Johnson. <laughs> but, they're, they're, like, Witherspoon's a very technical player. Always, as you see, didn't have pace. It's all about the, the role, the foot... Um, with the release of the pass, the the use of the outside of the foot was always a popular one for Witherspoon. Carey's all about technicals. It's just a wand of a left foot, really, and there's not so much going on. And then Halberg, yeah, he works hard, but I've always looked at Halberg as a footballer when when, when he played. So now you've got like a midfield three of where um, now you're thinking maybe there's a defensive lack. So it's been like the full, in, in like one week, it's been the full it's went the full other way and, and I mean that, that makes it exciting because now it looks like well now they've got balance and options that they can create and put together but I do want to say before we move on so Johnson are shit in the first half mm. it was only like the defensively like this is the worst team for Rangers to play right now because yeah. they love doing what they've done like that's their, their, their bread and butter as a team but they couldn't even keep the ball for a second and give themselves a rest at any point Rangers had 10 quarters by the 24th <laughs> no, minute 10 shots in 13 minutes <laughs> 10 shots but again it's it's boring it's boring talking about Rangers because at the moment because the the, the but is this the end for Gio it should be beginning of of the end by the sounds thing because they've still not done it but why I would just do it now and then you've got the World Cup to get someone in that can can do something I mean he all the all again is I'm saying this I think it's the third Monday in a row or third, third Monday out of four that they're just dead easy to play against at the moment. He's got not. He's not like we criticise Warburton for not having a plan B. I mean, Van Bronckhorst barely has a plan A. Like it's falling apart. It's like you've, it you've started to write the A frame and then you've forgotten about it. Like he it just looks like the least inspiring man as well for a team that's struggling. Like it just cuts the camera cuts to him. It just looks like he's about to start crying. I mean, I don't. There seem like. Uh, I mean, I think it, their their entire season is kind of summed up by some of the things that happened yesterday, like Lundstrom's. Uh, then lead up to the first goal, like his, his awful pass, but then also just the not arseness of, of, of falling up. And then, even I, I hesitate to say because it was a wonder strike, but Ryan Kent is not the fastest at closing that James Brown. Now, that maybe is a calculated <laughs> risk yeah. because he doesn't score. Oh, no, he has. But uh, you can kind of, there's just, there's just something to miss there. And, you know, you don't want to get to... Tavenier, there was about three people at fault to lead up I mean, Tavenier that. looks like a bit of a walking wounded and stuff like that. There seems to be, there seems to be something not right there. And I think that seven points off the, like, they're not, they're, they're not making this back. I mean, if you're out there, if it's November and you're out of Europe and not just out of the Champions League, you're out of Europe outright. And, I'm going to put my neck on it and say that the league's over. So it's in November, and I would say, in terms of things that Rangers fans care about, it's is, is done. And the Cups, I mean, Cups, I know they've not won a lot in recent years, so last year's Scottish Cup was, was actually a big deal. It's still not going to be enough to... It takes too long no, for no, you for, them, for, for, to, for, for it to be enough to... For Van Bronckhurst, it's not salvageable, mm. but for a new manager to come in and gets a, gets a yeah. run at a semi-final and the Scottish Cup, which they should... Unless the draw goes against them, it should like all things being equal, it's, it should be a Celtic Rangers. It's a failure win if you're not in yeah. the final. Like uh, Lundstrom, like that was. I, I, I felt like I, the easy one to go through is the the shite baggedness, and, and I mean we can have a laugh for that. I mean because they create the the Rangers fans have created the character about him staring at folk or something, and that and that he's, he's to be he needs to be feared and is like the big hard man in the middle of the park. So the but, Scott Brown school of hard man. Yeah, and uh, like, not actually hard. Yeah. 
Scott Brown shaved his head, even though he wasn't bald, <laughs> just to perpetuate the hard man sort of image. But Lundstrom, more than the shape bag, it wasn't a shape bag, it was selfish. It was selfish because you could tell by the way he's doing it. He drives to the ball, he's not getting enough options, and he starts getting himself frustrated, and the ball goes away. And rather than make the tackle, it's not because he's scared of the tackle. He wants to make, it was like he almost wants to make a point he's for He's going in a huff. And he's, he's went in the huff, yeah. And that's when it becomes like, as I said, a much more selfish thing. And then for him... Uh, cut the, the the payback he gets from that bit of selfishness is is absolutely massive because it's the first time St Johnson get up the pitch in the entire half uh, and it's because of him and then there's a comment a bit slap dash at the bottom more laziness it was almost like a disease that went through the team at that point and then Brown's um, sort of taking advantage of that disease incredibly <laughs> right so let's move on to our next game and perhaps the game of the weekend although there was plenty of contenders as we've already talked about it was a match at Tide Castle the final fixture uh, chronologically with Hearts winning 3-2 despite having a man sent off at 0-0 that's really a sentence I didn't imagine saying after George Grant was sent off or ever really uh, Hearts to do that with 10 men usually one of the teams that typically just kind of falls apart whenever they get a man sent off but on this occasion a lot of players really came to the fore. It was a cracking game at Tidecastle. The atmosphere was brilliant. Like, it's just... The what, 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 do, you, is there, do you think there's a reason for that? Or, like... Because uh, the atmosphere at Tidecastle has not necessarily been a great thing this season. Uh, yeah, I saw people saying Florence has been a big... Um, sort of bringing together between players and... And, uh, I think and it's, fans. I think it's just giving the fans something to cheer about. Like, I've seen that Florence thing, and yeah, there, there maybe is something in that, but at the same time... It's like romanticised. Yeah. Right. We, we, we had that in Riga as well, and right. then we were still rubbish after yeah. so, And the atmosphere was still crap, but if you think about the game since Florence, so that was the... But maybe it's more that, that, that the, the players appreciated all that support, think, despite, the, despite the performance. So maybe there was, like, a, a bit of a mirror time, if you like, for the Hearts just For, the harsh for this game, really, I would just say, but the atmosphere was so good because, because of the red card. Aye. Because it changed, <laughs> it, it changed the way that every fan looked at the match. Like I now it, became ad, uh, adversity. You're up against. Yeah. So yeah. There is an expectation that Hibs and Hearts fans wrongly have a lot of the time is that they expect to win against your pro, uh, provincial team, sort of thing. And because typically in a game like that against Motherwell, I would spend half the game talking to my dad and not paying full attention to what was going on in the park. And like after the red card, we didn't really say much to each other because we're both just on the edge of our seat entire mm-hmm. time especially once hearts go ahead because you're like oh god I can't throw this away can we, can we keep on it and it did feel it really felt like a game against Celtic or Rangers or against Hibs like it felt like it was a real massive stakes riding on it and that just that just made it well it was and it also helped it was five goals a comeback um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. penalty drama um, uh, <laughs> getting, away, getting away with a red card it's an absolute colossal result I mean I, ah, I heard third place is so good yeah, it's it's like, okay, we get away with one red card but I don't think the red card the actual red card should have been a red, red card. card no I, I agree I don't think it was a red I card can, I can totally see why it was given but Craig Gordon because at the speed at which he goes into the challenge. The thing is, Craig Gordon might get to the ball first, so it might not be a penalty either. But if it is a, if it is a foul, you have to send them off because it's a second yellow. Yeah. I mean, again, I don't think he should have been booked for his first one because I think Gordon, the captain, has got every right to come out of his box and, and talk to the Yeah, referee. no, I, I was mean, the, the grant, I can see why it was given. and So the goal is not the captain. He's, he shouldn't be allowed. I think that's the point. Like, if a goalie runs that far to remonstrate with the referee, it's kind of seen as descent. Cap- yeah, yeah. But yeah. He, he is the captain, so surely he should be allowed to do it. Captains are allowed to treat the refs like shit. I'm learning new things every day. <laughs> no, it's, like, it's more about like, well, if he said, it depends on what he said. It depends on what he said, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. If he if just comes screeching across, it's like, Clancy, you're a gun. <laughs> yeah, that uh, yellow would definitely be. I cannot picture Craig Gordon behaving like no. that whatsoever. But at least we've got a show name. <laughs> 
<laughs> Clancy as I can. Uh, give me any show from anywhere at any time. <laughs> uh, a couple of standout performances in the Hearts team. Andy Halliday, obviously, two goals. And Andy Halliday is just a good player now. This year, it's just weird. I don't, I don't know where it's come from. But regardless of what position he seems to play in, he just seems to do a very good job. Open goal, becoming a podcaster makes you better, in fact. <laughs> Everyone says it was going to make him shit. It's actually made him better. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Ewan Taylor told me that he's you know, pick, <laughs> picking up legal clients all over the place now he's a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the best player on the part for me was Alex Cochran, who was just imperious at the back. At, at centre-half, he was probably putting his, his best performance in a position that, like... Just showed so much heart at it because he clearly doesn't have the physical capabilities of your average centre half. He must be about five foot nine, and he's not particularly broad either. But he was he was winning headers. He was he was not putting a foot wrong. And then he goes to left back, and he he, he has the the charging run down the wing that eventually leads to the penalty. The- the the adverse. I mean, Cockins become one of Hart's best players. It's not just in a and now he's become. Do you think sometimes when it's forced to do these things like move into centre half some players they sink or swim at that bit he's now learning more and more he's becoming a more and more rounded player there is, a, there is a learning process he had a really bad month I would say with having to be put into centre half and a defence that was all over the place um, but they have managed to settle themselves him and Toby Sivik the last couple of days the last couple of games have been really quite solid together and uh, not again sentences I never thought I'd say but Sivik <laughs> He was ball watching, he got caught ball watching a bit for the, the equaliser and that's something that's really kind of a, a poor part of his game. But he overall had another decent afternoon as well, fans singing. It's always so hard whenever the fans are singing his name now. Like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if he wants to be patronised in that way, but consider it, it does. I think it, from it where does. he was, patronised is good. <laughs> ah, yeah, consider that. Patronised is a lot better than getting booed when you're coming on to the park. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Can we uh, just talk about the fact that a new rule that I want to see introduced into the Premiership is if you score a goal as good as Kevin Van Veen did, even if it is offside, it should still count. Because <laughs> like, the, the, like that was goal of the season stuff, ah, man. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's an absolute rifle. It's an incredible finish. Like you could easily take a touch as well. Like, okay, very Van Veen ah, could take a touch, ah, bring it in, and, shoot, and then you're saying nah. no, that you were you were six inches off. Yeah. Uh, no, like no, it overrules it. Like it has to. There's a point. It's the, the only way that we're like, going to. You have a dubious goals panel. We ah. never just, It's about how good the goal is. No, no, don't. people just stand well offside, and just hit rad shots <laughs> all the time everywhere. If you're offside, the you the whistle's going to go flick it up and try to do an overhead kick to try and get the goal to count. Tell, tell me you wouldn't pay to, to I mean, go and see would, these yeah, games. Yeah, I would, I would certainly. Would. I was going to say something about um, about Nielsen. I mean, you're talking about adversity. It's something I'm going to come on to when 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 I'm coming to dig at Hibs later. Uh, but that hearts... I've had quite a lot of adversity this season mm-hmm. in, in various different guises on the pitch, injuries, getting thumped in Europe... The way the fixtures lay meant that they were going quite long without wins at times mm-hmm. and all that type of stuff. So it was things, a lot of things were working against them. Uh, and some of the fans were getting antsy about that. And Nielsen was taking a bit of stick again. I think Nielsen deserves a lot of credit for the fact that this team. Please for him. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and they also seem to understand that their place in the food chain. So they don't allow. They don't allow the noise from the the, the, the media or or even their own fans. Uh, the results in these games that either they're not favourites in to really muddy the waters or blur the lines for them when they come to playing the teams that they, they could be. I mean, we had the Kamarnik game, things went really badly and, and they managed to pull something mm-hmm. out of that. Uh, the Ross County game, I, I mean, you, you spoke about it last week quite eloquently, but it was, it was how quickly things went wrong and off the back of a shit result 
Well, sorry, off the back of a, of a good result, but still, come back to league. We've got these poor centre halves in play against Jordan White. It all starting to, mm, this is going to be bad. This is all going to work out bad. But they managed to make that work quite quickly. The reaction was quick. And then to, in this game, obviously, is the most adversity you, you, you'll ever see for a mm-hmm. team to, to come back with. So the fact that Nielsen's got that mentality out of all of them as a collective, I, I mean, that deserves a lot of credit, surely, for a guy who's kind of not been getting credit. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I, 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 I certainly wasn't part of the, the crew that wanted Nielsen gone. There was a wee but. There was a bit of a malaise, but it was like what I always said was like context just doesn't seem to count. But sometimes it doesn't really count if if it just sucks a player's confidence. But we can see now that there is still confidence in this team. They still they kept saying the entire time, you just didn't know whether to believe them or not. But they kept saying the entire time, we believe we're a good team and once we get players back and once we don't have to be playing week like Thursday to Sunday and everybody getting injured in every single game like we will show what we're worth and they're starting to do that something else uh, very just br- briefly before I want to get on to ball before we move on to the next game Robert Snodgrass yes oh, what a shock <laughs> <laughs> brilliant he's actually brilliant and it's still a bit mental that the club well I suppose the club maybe signed him thinking he's going to be a number 10 or play on the wing Um but he's clearly not quite got the legs for that anymore. But it's weird that he's a number eight because when he played against Celtic, I was like, he'll just get chased around the park. Like, but he was such best player. You've and got Devlin in there as well. You can afford. Yeah. Devlin could do the role he of can. a couple of players, and so then you can actually just have someone who's just a bit quality, really. Yeah, and Storgrass is just all about quality. His his awareness, his his technique on the ball, like the the way you can see as well, the way that he kind of leads the team. Like his experience is very vital in the park as well. But yeah, to talk about Mullow briefly, Mullow looked. I think for Motherwell to be very disappointed with how little they pressured Hearts up until they made the formation change. Mm. So they went with their typical 4-3-3, but they were quite uh, poor, really, for a lot of it. They didn't get a lot of space around about Hearts, but then they made the alteration, went to a 4-4-2 instead, Louis Moat coming on, and then all of a sudden they had a lot of... They found a lot of kind of space in deep attacking areas in the Hearts side and asked them a lot of questions and obviously scored the two goals as well. Moat looked... Fairly sharp to be, mm-hmm. and I think he might be surprised if he's a Louis Moult of old, but it looks like somebody, based on that game, that I think could, could help Motherwell, yeah. Mm. But it, I mean, I don't want to get it because I know the, I'm talking about Motherwell, they play 4-3-3 most weeks, and even though the results haven't been there all the time, performances have been pretty decent since since Hamill came in, on the whole. Yeah. But I mean, like 4-4, you've got Moult and Van Veen against Cockin and Sibic. If I'm a manager, I'm sitting there and can dare want to just go that... From the start, I want to just ask these questions right away. Mo, Mo was just back for an ankle injury, so maybe he couldn't have done 90 yeah. minutes. Maybe it was always a plan for, for him to come in. But and yeah. Connor Shields is not the same. Oh, he, man, he, Connor he Shields. Ain't it. He ain't it. <laughs> um, but um, they, I thought Motherwell started quite well. They were they, they started really aggressively. And it was like just and then it just stopped. And I, you see this a lot. And then it was like they played... I can't, teams playing stages and I, and I do totally understand that but it was like night and day like in the first half especially when Hearts went down to 10 men you thought right that'll give them a boost it actually looked like it worked against them mm-hmm. and, and not just about this isn't me and I'm not talking about from Hearts point of view that they got galvanised by anything like that I mean purely Motherwell like looked like it sort of shocked them the whole thing that suddenly and maybe it's just because maybe something when you're asked the game changes and you're being asked to do more mm-hmm. as, a, as a side than maybe what you prepared for because it looked like they didn't have any idea how it take advantage of that whatsoever that suddenly right the opportunity for us to be on the on the front foot but I do like watching Van Veen and Shields play together because Van Veen just tries to do everything and it's like he just wants to punch it off like kick it off Shields legs occasionally and get it back and run around the get because he's got no interest in playing alongside them no interest whatsoever 
<laughs> right, let's move on to our next game, which we shall go to the Highlands for Ross County. A massive win for them. It takes them off the bottom of the table. 3-2 over St Mirren, who continue to be absolutely fucking guff away from home and concede a boatload of goals as well. Duncan, you watched this one. How was it? Uh, it was possibly the worst of the 3-2 games <laughs> over the weekend. It's, it's quite remarkable to be like, oh, there's a five-goal game and uh, it wasn't really up to much. Like, I, I don't know, Like, it was, a, it was a strange one, but that's the first time County have scored more than one goal in a game since East Fife in the League Cup, but in the league since wow. a 3-1 win in February over St. John's. Wow. So that, like, that indicates... Good stand, mate. Good stand. Uh, thank you. Thank you. I'll... Uh, I'll that, that, I'm, just leave now. But, um, but it was weird because I had uh, I'd listened to Stephen Robinson's interview before I'd watched the game because uh, I was out walking the dog and stuff like that. And he he talked about the fact that um, all three goals that uh, Saint Mary concede come from like personal errors and things like that, and your know, personal uh, you know, individual mistakes. And then when I watched, it, I was like, this seems a bit more like a systems failure for each of these goals than like a glaringly obvious. Mistake. I think that uh, I mean Ross County have a game plan, which is to to, to utilize the guys out wide where possible. Uh, but it was it was it was just a, a pretty odd game. Um, you yeah, that um, Loteri was at the heart of everything. Ross County. I think if he and he like, just come into the team as well. Yeah, yeah I think that he's going to be if if Ross County have an ambitions of doing anything other than finishing 11th then I think that he's he's going to be the one that, that they play through because they do seem to just I've not, I don't know if this is fair because I've not checked this but I've always thinking I feel like they play a different two players in mid centre midfield every single week it's never the same players they just Tilson Cancola and then I saw Lottery which is like interesting to see another player come in Callahan's usually in the middle Callahan yeah. and, it just, it just, and it never looks like the same and I, then I, last I, season it was what's his name Harry Payton Harry Payton and that just, every time I look it's like it's never the same two every time I look it's always, I, I, always I suspect different the only time he changes I suspect that Mackay doesn't know what he wants mm. or he doesn't like what he's getting on a consistent basis for, and so keeps switching up in the hope yeah. that he's going to hit upon something but at the same time he wants as, society to be like the 50s again <laughs> is what he wants <laughs> but as like as you, as you said that sometimes uh, like necessity is the mother of invention isn't it you that, that, that you know, Al, Al, Cochran playing at the back like and and civic and stuff like you sometimes you're forced into doing something and actually having too much choice is that it uh, can be a bit of a problem and I think that is definitely the case I think that he probably just needs to settle on where he's going to be playing people for a while and I think that you get the quality that you can get off Lateri to or uh, to to Jordan White you know that, I would be amazed though I think they'll be trying that a lot tomorrow night. Um, but again, it was it was a strange game because, like I said, it wasn't particularly exciting. It was open, and both teams were quite happy to see possession a lot of the time, <laughs> leaving uh, the ball in the middle, <laughs> <laughs> just running around. Yeah, but, like, so there was a lot of like needless passing, and then they'd get a bit bored and just like lump it into the corner and like chase after it, and then, yes. and then, uh, yeah, and then seed possession. So, uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know, like it was. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 I think Curtis Main had a good game up front, but that seems to be happening quite a lot. I know, but and, and I <laughs> think that admit that <laughs> it's quite <laughs> troubling. And, it was, and on the face of it, it, didn't have a good game as well. If you know what I mean. But like yeah, a yeah. lot of the ball that he's getting into him are bad balls. Like I like people are saying, "Oh, he's got a terrible." Talk. I didn't think that a lot. Of time. I think he was given been given a lot of options, uh, bad options, and he was still trying to make it work. Which you know, some other strikers might 
go and just well, I'm, I'm not bother chasing that or you know like you know I'm not going to bother try control it and just moan at the players. He didn't do that, so I, I, that was the aspect I like. But given that Saint Man went went in at half time two one up. You, I was really expecting them to come out the second half and just even even just try and suffocate County because that's a team County are all low on confidence. As we said they've they've not scored that many and then they just kind of nothinged it and I thought it was a, that was a, it's quite I was a bit worrying for yeah. I was a bit worrying for your for if you're uh, Stephen Robinson because you are getting a tune out of these players at home but yeah just away from home they seem to stink the joint and that's two weekends in a row I've watched them and been. Utterly unimpressed by what is they're doing. Oh, they're like, absolutely rubbish at Easter Road. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like I do, the the midfield kind of like I really want to like players like Airhorn and stuff like that, but I'm just not doing it enough to to, to make it worth your while to to think. I mean, they should never be they should never be out of a game when you've got Bacchus and Erehan and mm-hmm. O'Hara because there's a lot of blend and balance and a lot of things that you want for your team. Um, Baldwin, I thought was quite poor for the for the for the strain free kick. He just tried to make up for his own mistakes. No, not as poor as Ross Laidlaw. Uh, yeah, no, but, no, yeah. no. But, but Baldwin, no, no. Ro- Ro- Baldwin, Baldwin had gone down uh, five minutes in with a uh, with a bit of injury, so like he was. Because I like he Baldwin. was off. He was off pretty quickly after that. I like Baldwin um, and Yakoviti as a as a pair. I just think they're they're both nice players. And talking to centre halves, Joe Shoggesy. What, what, what's, what's I don't that, get it either. What, what's what's going on? Because Gogic. Gogic has never been a good centre half. No, that's why no. they. That's why you can you have you, you can pushed have... him into midfield at the start. <laughs> the thing is, I think Gogic could be quite a good sweeper if you properly play him. No, as it's the, not like, 1992, so you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you're a fucking saucy turned up at him. So it's like you can't. You're not allowed to just play. I mean, Declan Gallagher done. And Shaughnessy sounds really fucking good to me, really. I mean, I mean, Dunn didn't cover himself in glory for Jordan White's goal either. I mean, he's just completely just asleep. Lost him, yeah. And I hate that. When, that Nothing annoys me more, really, than when a back three does that. Because you're like, mm, there's fucking loads of you. You've got that whole point. If people are just able to ghost him in the back, it's like Jordan White's like can be a sneaky player. I mean, you're going to know that Jordan White's <laughs> about and what he's doing. So, aye, there was a lot of, there was a lot of poor defensive thing. And, and we laid lot. For the other goal as well, he's no, he's he could do better for both of them. I, I don't think like he could the, as well. I, mean, so, I, mean, I, I don't know if he can do any more, but he just looks rubbish. Yeah, the yeah, that's one. a big problem but, with Laidlaw in general. They're always just comes the, across the, like, the first one, he's either set up his wall wrong or he's got his positioning wrong. Like, but either way, he's like quite a lot of goalies a, like this because we don't, we don't, I'm sure we'll turn on to Birgitte as well. I mean, it's great, uh, but they don't look like goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> even, even, even when they make saves. Even when they're wearing gloves. <laughs> even when they make saves, it just never looks right. It's like more like when your pal goes in goals and fives and t- does all right, you know, but you're never, you're never convinced that yeah. it's going to be like an ongoing weekly thing that they're going to be good. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of goalkeepers in this league that are just extremely unconvincing. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Right, let's move on to our next 3-2 game. <laughs> Incredible sentence. Uh, which took place at Kilmarnock as Livingston won three goals to two. I watched this one. This looked fun. It was quite It was quite fun. Um, it, it still wasn't as good as the, the Hearts game, but it was pretty... So, for the way you've described the Kelly described the county match probably sits number two in the ranking of 3-2 victories <laughs> from this past weekend. Livy, I thought, they deserved the of the two sides. I thought they made the ball stick a lot better in attack, and it's just kind of if you look at the the, the personnel, much better team. This is yeah. a much better team. Bruce Anderson came into the side. He's he's somebody that's uh, I think well I think we've been a bit confused as to why he's not been playing as much. I know that Levy fans certainly have. They reckon he should be getting more opportunities than he than he has been. And yeah, fair enough. Joel Newbley's been excellent when he's played through the centre, and you probably want him through the centre as opposed to out on the left wing. 
But at the same time, at other points when they've have played new blue wide, they've brought in other players instead. You're like, <laughs> yeah, that boy they signed Findy has played a bit as well. Yeah, but Bruce Anderson is just better than than these other guys. But, yeah, but kind of demonstrate that pretty early, <laughs> pretty early on. He played shitty up front at times as well. Yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know if there was any kind of disagreement between him and Martindale or something. But it's, it's quite weird considering he was a top goalscorer last season and was, thirteen was yeah, fucking good. Uh, he was undoubtedly, one of the best players yeah. as well. But he was just great at it being a real nuisance, and you see. His entire day's work could probably be summed up with his part in the winning goal, where he he has the confidence to run at these two Kelly players. He gets the ball taken off him, but he doesn't gee up. He goes after it, he harries them, he wins the ball back. Then he plays a brilliant kind of link-up part with a great pass for uh, Montano, was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for the cross, and then... Uh, Stokes uh, puts it in the, the back of the net. He, he did what <laughs> we've all... We, it, <laughs> he did look very good. Uh, no, he did something that we've all done at fives, but you were hoping that cameras don't capture. Like, there's that thing where you, you've just... You're, you're in slow motion, your feet are just wedded to you, uh, and you're like, you've got... Like, and you look back and you're like, you've got time. You don't, ha- you don't have to do this you right now. You can take a touch and like, turn yeah. and switch it. Um, uh, Stokes was uh, I mean I put him in my I put him in my fantasy team right before it it was either him or right <laughs> and I was debating, <laughs> it, for, <laughs> debating it for ages and I was like I just thought because Stokes can play fullback as well I was like oh maybe he'll be more likely like guaranteed because they chop and change the defence a bit uh, Kilmarnock at times and obviously we're back three and a back four and stuff and then I like Joe scored two Stokes gives away a penalty and then scores uh, <laughs> the most comical own goal you'll, you'll ever see Um just before we move and um, talk about other things, Deutsch, Deutsch is so finished that now he can't get a game even when Lafferty's not there. Yeah. And it's in his Cameron, who's like pretty roundly thought of as he can move he can move and that, and, that, and that is really what the, the, the difference is here isn't it yeah and that is the difference to the two sides Levy made the ball stick up front because not only have you got Newbley and, and Anderson you've got Bitsendow who is like diet no- Joel Newbley like he's like Bambabula there's an old Bitsendow I thought Bambabula played oh did he hang on <laughs> You might be from... What's uh, happening now is two men with laptops yeah. are <laughs> tapping away. Google. It's my game on. I'm, I'm sure it was... I've got here that it was Bahambula that played right wing. Oh, you're right, actually. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, was he the player I was thinking of anyway? Have I just got Levy players mixed up? I think so. Great, great radio. I know, I just be... <laughs> but you just carry on with your point. Just be confused. <laughs> but anyway, I, he was kind of I mean, like... wrong, but carry on with your point. <laughs> Have I... Where's the... <laughs> Sorry. I, I should just let you go. Up. Who's the other guy? <laughs> well, Isma came on later, but you know him. He's played oh, for... Oh, Bits and Dow's on loan at Arbroath. Is this the guy? <laughs> they even play for Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what you pay your hard-earned Patreon money for. I might have got these mixed up. Anyway, he, he, he played similar kind of Joel Newbley style, like slow plodding, but ball seems to stick to him and he got quick feet as well. So the, there's three guys that can make the ball stick and attack. Whereas Kelly, Ennis Cameron, no... And they really didn't get much out of the supporting players in this game. Rory McKenzie ran around but didn't really do anything effectively. Daniel Armstrong that before. Daniel Armstrong was pretty pish. He did not have a good game. And Jordan Jones got into it a bit in the second half. But the first half he was he was really not in the game much. And the only time that he actually kinda of got the ball and drove at the, the Livingston defence, Kelly won a won a corner from it. Kelly's only really main consistent source of attack in this game was Abelosi attacking for right back. Um, when he when he got forward, things happened, and that was including winning the corner for the for the opening goal. That doesn't sound great. 
I'd be I'd be a bit worried if it was Kelly because we've got they've finally got Armstrong and Jones on the park together, which has been something they've been waiting on. And I know a lot of the, the Kelly fans were were really looking forward to that because they've had to play three at the back at times. As you're saying, relying there was been periods where you thought these fullbacks were their only sort of outlet as creativity. And obviously, he had Lafferty up front, which is which is good, but. Now they've got those two in the park and they I lose no strikers. Yeah, and it's, it just like really seems. Like, I, I, I'd be saying it the whole time. I really, really worry about Kilmarnock. I just, I just don't, just don't. The, the frankly, just don't like their team. I just, I just want to make a correction. I actually remember who Bitson Dow is now. He's the absolutely huddy defensive midfielder that as soon as I watched him with Wisecout I was like I don't think you're any good so no I just got them too confused uh, Bam Bula is the guy I did when I watched yeah. him when I watched him with Wisecout I was like he just looks like Joel Newbling <laughs> I got terrified there I just completely mixed them apart uh, but no I just I just got the wrong name uh, yeah Arbroath I've got a rubbish defensive midfielder then <laughs> um, yeah I don't think there's anything more to say about this guys no, no, I think it's a huge, big result. It's been big results for a lot of teams this week. I mean, Ross County, that was a fucking massive result because they needed to, they really needed to be putting points on the board at some point because they've been losing a lot. And I was starting to think, and, and at I'm some not point, at a certain point, you, if you're Ross County, you start to think, Dungeon Knight can't be this bad all season. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and then you've got Livingston, who sort of dropped it at bottom six, were coming into ninth. And a lot of that early, early season work, so I think that's been undone. Now, and then they get a win away from home. Kilmarnock, big weekend for them. Where they've, as I said, they've got these players on the part, but they're not producing. And their home form was what was keeping them sort of heads above water. There'll be a bit of confidence lost there. They've got Hibs next week. I know Hibs are a great away from home, but it's a, it's a tough game for Kilmarnock. Regardless, Hibs have, Hibs have a good side. You go, Kilmarnock can easily be bottom in the league. Yeah, Dundee United are playing them tomorrow. And they can be easily bottom in the league. The by. problem is a lack of talent. Like, it's, ah, yeah, yeah, the team's not good. It's a I championship mean, team. Ah, with Armstrong and Jones, it's like everything's going to lie on them. And I mean, I think Temple said it on one of the shows. He was on Alan Temple, but at least they'll have the second season, second half of the season, Kyle Lafferty back by the time <laughs> his ban runs out, and that might be the thing that that helps them, but. I think they'll need to spend something in, in, in January because they didn't really bring in a lot in the, in the summer either. The team just looks the same. Donnelly and Power. It's like Donnelly's just like a poor version of, of Power. <laughs> so there's no real blend there or anything. It's, and even, uh, even just don't like it. Yeah, even Dodge wasn't what I mean, they needed. Yeah, like, it was, you know, it's, like, it's a fucking right. crap sign. He's been fucking crap for about six months. <laughs> exactly. I love Dodge. I love him. He was I love, one of my favourite players in that, but he's the most finished player he's ever finished. <laughs> he's washed. Aye. He's dusted, I think the kids say. I don't know, I can't keep up with all. Just the phrases I see on Twitter and just accept them. Aye, he slaps. <laughs> Doyle said he doesn't slap anymore. <laughs> I was right. he was a policeman. <laughs> Let's get to a team who won at the weekend whose fans are massive fans of yours truly. That is Celtic, who defeated Dundee United 4-2 at the weekend with conceding a late equaliser yet again. And somehow finding, well, somehow, because they're very good, finding the way to victory despite it looking like they were they were going to drop points. They've done it against St. Johnson, they've done it again here, and... They just do it for a laugh? It's, it's all just to... They may as well. Like, just like, put, try to, clearly the best team in this league. And they're just teams like people who play Call of Duty trying to find a new difficulty level. Because they're yeah. just so bored of <laughs> playing it. Ridiculously fucking hard, or whatever it is. That they, it's impossible, impossible level, where you can only kill people by headshots. Uh, or or giving away dubious penalties. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but I, I mean, I th- what do, what do you say about about this? More interesting than I expected that the Celtic yeah. versus Dundee United yeah. be. Like, I think you have to give Dundee United a modicum of credit for oh, that. No. Like, is but I think they played pretty well, and the, the the first goal was a really sloppy one to give away. Um, we were kind of looking at Kieran Freeman. Gets, oh, what was it, what, that done my head, in, man? But it, it was, he gets burned by Jota because he he tries. United look like they're going to win the ball back and he starts to sprint forward as if to help launch a counter-attack but it's like five minutes at the Celtic Park just maybe just stay back a little bit but also that comes from Fletcher being pressured by three different Celtic uh, players uh, like that is that yeah get, he got the heat put on them I don't think it was necessarily his fault losing possession like that when you have three players it around was, you it was like, more like I think it was either Bayek or I think it was maybe Bayek on the who was on the left hand side so it was more I was more when I was watching the thing that angered me was Celtic we all know the the wide player who plays on the separate side for Jota always makes runs for outside to in, right? I mean, ev- everyone knows that. I mean, Abada's that's been his main tool since he's come into mm-hmm. to Scottish football. So when I was watching this, Haxbanovic makes out an in run so early, so so early. Like I understand because if you if you're Dundee United, if you're any team playing Celtic. That's something you're pinpointing during the week, right? That's going to happen over there. So if you're playing on that side, especially when you've got McMahon and Beek playing on the same side as a duo, as a five at the back, we need to be looking out for that at all times. I accept it when it's just before, if the wide player makes the run just before the cross and they, they, they sort of like they time it all perfectly. But Haxbanovic does it like so long before, gets in front, Beek can see him, he jogs back. And this is like their main sort of, the bread and butter style of scoring a goal for Celtic. He's just a crap defender. He is. He's just no interest and in he doesn't like it. And then he, so then and then Haxmanovic there just to knock it in. And it's just like that's so frustrating if you're Dundee United because I just I can guarantee they worked on that all week and that would be a main source of Celtic scoring. He does it right away and Haxmanovic does the run so early, way before it gets even gets out to Jota. He's already in the yeah. position to score that goal and it's just like fucking come on, come on. Was that a penalty? No, I thought it was. I think by the rules it is. I mean, it's by the rules, but yeah. I, I, ah, I, it's I, rule. I, but this, the, uh, yeah. So I, 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 I hate it. If it happens, I'm be fucking human. Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, now on the stage where I like it's not a penalty in the way that I like football to be played. Yeah, like, yeah. which is now but uh, probably not the way to do it. And it was, uh, it's not a penalty. I'm not saying that, anything, but no one. Unless Not a single Dundee United player thinks it's a penalty. Unless your like, arm you know, is tucked natural, in, yeah. and unless you're Michael Smith, apparently. Well, that's yeah. always going to be a penalty. I mean, there's there's going to be a case in point for for signing armless footballers soon enough. Like, it's, like it's the... Ex, it's, ex-war veterans. <laughs> Quinn's in. <laughs> but, <laughs> People in Iraq just like, I know what I'm going to do when I get home. <laughs> SPFL championship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but, yeah... I think this is the problem that I have a lot with the thing with VAR is that it takes that it takes stuff like that. I, I remember first seeing it uh, in like the Champions League when Spurs made it to the final and the mm-hmm. goal the goal got called like off last minute. Yeah, like for offside. Like there was not a single Spurs player thought that that was a was offside. Mm-hmm. No one called for it. There was not that. That's that's football. It's purest. Like, challenge you know, like flags. Uh, there's, there's, yeah, we're going to do VAR. Let's have challenge flags. But, Come on. Okay, but that, that's my that's my issue. Is that if you on the park don't think there's an f- obvious foul, 
then then like let, let's just like well, let's not involve the technology. We don't need that. It takes away all context for yeah. as well. Mm. It's, it's, well, it's, 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 we're going to talk about in the, in uh, yeah, the, in the, the absolutely. Other game. Yeah, I mean, but the, the one thing I mean, I hate VAR. I think I'd be very very vocal about that and on various medias that we that we do together for for the terrace. Um, but I'll be a bit devil's advocate now. I mean, is it a surprise that we have the most goals we've ever had? <laughs> I think that you cannot. I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I, I think that's. Oh, we did Because it adds, maybe there's an idea that, it, it, obviously, because it, it gives penalties that are penalties. That's the first thing it does. <laughs> but also, Scottish football sort of thrives on chaos. That's our favourite thing. And VAR creates a lot of chaos. And then there's players out there that I think emotionally get drained from all the things that are going on and they aren't really and at the so level mistakes are made. to yeah, cope yeah, yeah, yeah. to it. So they're all starting to make mistakes. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it is adding just more chaos and they're just going to be bonkers games all the time. But that doesn't necessarily mean good games. No, um, I don't. Yeah. And that's another thing. It just, but maybe it's, I'm just, I think I've, I've given VAR such a kick in that I thought I would maybe try and do something for a laugh about trying to say maybe it's doing something it's, fun. It, it's, I think so far the stats show that it's actually led to an increase in goals, but it's very early days. It's such a small sample size because mm-hmm. we've had lots of instances of penalties being given mm-hmm. that um, we wouldn't have been given otherwise, but we've not really had many instances of goals being disallowed that were originally allowed to stand for like offside. Or we've only had one so far where a foul in the build-up. Meant it, 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 it meant it didn't count, mm. so we might start to see more. Then we might start to see goals getting taken off. But early days, yeah, is actually providing more goals. But I still hate it. I, I don't, mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a reason. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought it would only be fair for a podcast where we're all anti-var. Yeah. So there isn't one person for that because it's a fans podcast. Um, everyone hates it. But uh, I thought it would bring some sort of uh, so maybe create some sort of ointment. Uh, so should we do this thing uh, we should do every Dundee United game and, and talk about how shit they're going to at 2-1 like <laughs> I was just, oh my note is what a fucking rubbish keeper I mean, he's got like, I mean they've, they've, they've scoured I think it was Tom Watt maybe said this in the, the group chat someone there like it's impressive they managed to scour the earth to find two goalies that are up below what your normal Scottish second choice goalie would be <laughs> <laughs> It's an extremely good point because these are like both left field goalkeepers they managed to to bring in. But Which is usually a good source for United. Uh, yeah, and um, but uh, I better get it. You've got they have to go and buy a goalie in January. They have to. It's such a pathetic attempt to keep that one out. Yeah. It's like he's kind of be arsed. Like oh, I'll just put my hand there. Oh, it's fine. It's gone in. So weak wristed. It's just it's all the time. It's starting to move away from uh, confidence, and it is. It just doesn't look right. That one he saves near the end. You know when he tips it around the post. He oh, still yeah. looks shit. He looks shit. Like, like I said, it's like it's hitting the, off the, like he's the, fucking the, the header from Carter Vickers. Yeah, like, he, should, he he should save that. that uh, that's not even a, that shouldn't even be a corner. And all it does is put more pressure <laughs> on. Dundee, and they, okay, they don't. But I love it. The Dundee United defender goes over and pats him on the back. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Thank God. Right. Okay. We got through that one. One <laughs> thing about Dundee United I noticed for this game is that Steve Fletcher's still really good at holding the ball up, and there's just nobody to stretch the opposing team. They really need to sign somebody with pace. Like, like genuine pace and attack who's who's good enough to play I'd just say Jim I know weird signing I would really like to see uh, Levitt and Fletcher link up a bit more I think there's there's potential uh, I was about to say uh, yeah there's a dynamic there that could work but Levitt's been really off it I mean so has was it much, so has much of the team so it's not really was it, no was it a 3-5-2 they started with with McGrath kind of up front with Fletcher 
Uh, yes. So even then, they still won't give the Fletcher Watt partnership a chance. Even when I don't understand what was the point. I don't get it. Like, surely now we've got this system, let's give it a try at some point. And still, nah, no, no doubt to see them both playing together. I do, I, similar to the May and Clark one, I, mean, I think they're both relatively w- intelligent players. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they'll work off well each other. Admittedly, it would be a brave manager that would start Stephen Fletcher and Tony Watt at, but, away at Celtic but, Park. Yeah, yeah. To, to, I mean, we're going to play two up front. Why, why not? Why not Watt instead of McGrath? Because uh, <laughs> McGrath might actually chase people. He mm. doesn't do what? a lot of that from what I see. Um, but yeah, I mean, but, but yeah, fair play to Dundee United, and I think the manager has made a difference. So there's no doubt about that. They, 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 well, they've not been beaten nine 0 yet, so <laughs> straight away he's done, he's done something well. Um, but they again, it may be a heartbreaking defeat, but at least you didn't get beaten nine 0 But they'll need they'll need uh, they'll need a fair few. They they they've just still got these huge gaping holes that you're just saying pace. Um, they still not got the defensive midfield. They went and bought Zoom, but they still not got the defensive midfielder that they need. So and I, like we're saying with Kilmarnock, there's teams down like, the bottom. They're carrying a big squad as well, and they've yeah, got like, no way nowhere to. Who's going to take any of that? Like the the stuff that you the stuff that you want to send away to people. Nah. Uh, don't have really anything to say about Celtic. Another kind of Just disappointing game for David Turnbull, who's starting to think like maybe do you need a move? He's the one player that's just kind of the standard just went up so high. Yeah, that, and he's not really signed. improved under Ange, I would say, mm-hmm. especially not to the degree that a lot of other players did. Yeah, uh, he doesn't have the work rate to be an Ange central yeah. fielder. And can we just give a little bit of plaudits to Abada's finish? I love that. Oh yeah, it was, oh, just, really it was, nice. it was like the, the build up was like someone had just pressed R one mm. on the controller, and he was just like, oh, "See it," and then, oh, and then like you're like, "Oh, it's going to," and then he just, yeah, just a beautiful finish. Sort of the most, probably the most deadly player in that type of scenario. He's like, probably has like the most deadly finisher in the league. I sometimes think about that, like the, the sort of different ways that he scores goals. Uh, I always back him when I see him running in. I think this mm. guy's because because he he, had, he does have things lacking in his game, and I think you saw that in the Champions League. Uh, because obviously we've always been so a bad appilled, I think everyone because he's so fucking good at twenty years old and he comes in. But you can see the things that are maybe a bit lacking from his game, like his ability to run with the ball isn't quite good, and and maybe when to release the ball at that level. But in terms of just like when it comes to like one on one or running at the back post and just pure finishing and movement, the guy's top notch. And if he's looked after properly, he could go the full distance as a as a. Player. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Right, let's get to our last game, which sometimes in these podcasts, our last game, as we have always liked to do in the terrace, is, is tradition to have a nil-nil. It is our last game. Well, this one had five goals. Uh, it came up at Aberdeen as the Dons weathered a wee bit of a first-half storm, I would maybe say. I know the Habs didn't create too many chances, but they had a lot of the ball, and Aberdeen really couldn't get their half for a lot of it. They get a... Debatable penalty. On the, uh, I was going to say the stroke of half time, but then it was about another ten minutes <laughs> afterwards of injury Great time. Bar, uh-huh. Aye, uh-huh. That, that, that's what I'm worried about tomorrow night. Is where I'm going to make my bus. Back. <laughs> like genuinely, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, 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 oh, like, Can't wait for Duncan Thomas to go. I need to say your spare room, mate. And then Aberdeen just run over him in the second half, and again, it's another example in the litany of examples over decades of Hibs facing adversity and not standing up yeah. to it. Uh, I think it's because uh, when players come out the womb, they're they're terrified of going to places like Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> so you should pull the green, is that it? Yeah, I don't, uh, yeah I'm, so, I'm so so close to being done with this idiot. Like, it's like, it's like, <laughs> You'd be done with this before he came I in. I know, to be fair, yeah. That is, I've, I, he was always you on the sticky wicket. You're moving into the agenda 
yeah. period, which means that your words don't hold as much value. Now you have to. Wa- I, I do this. Like you have to watch sometimes because you don't want to be because NBA Seven. It just doesn't matter because ah. you're, you're just a full on critic. But have fun. Like don't get me wrong. But it's, 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 he's talking a lot. I mean, he's talking the right things about like trying to change the mindset of the club yeah, yeah. And, and, and all these different approaches. And it's, I, the thing is, it's not working so far. Yeah, the mindset stuff uh, annoys me because you prove you've changed mindsets because it, it's demonstrated and I think that's I think that's the issue is that he talks a lot and I think that's that's natural like it's just who he is as a personality but uh you've got to back that up and there's and again he's uh, what what's intriguing not intriguing to me but he's always been a streaky manager like you know he has he holds the record number of defeats for and Oldham, uh, yeah, Oldham uh, and uh, Bristol City, and I think yeah, record number of wins. Uh, one of those at, at Sunderland as well. So like that, but that's that's clearly like not that's a feature now of how he plays or or, or his management uh, style. And so I'm just I'm curious as to how if you don't Hibs, draw many games, uh, yeah. though, you can get a lot. You can go far in this league. Mm. If yeah, you win but a again, lot. it's the whole thing is that, that all of this has just been a huge mix opportunity. We're going to go into the World Cup and. Hearts are right in the mix, and this was really. And we always said that it was always going to be difficult that Hibs and Aberdeen would potentially uh, cut each other's throats to to oh. to to put get ahead. But what's happened is actually Hibs have done. When it's a big game, Hibs aside from Celtic have done all right. It's, I mean, even you could take a four-one defeat to Aberdeen. Really, St Johnston, Dundee United, yeah, that's it's, where, uh, Livy away, yeah. St Mirren away, like you know, not. Even just taking points from them, that can be disappointing. You can like you can be disappointed taking points from those games, but it's when you lose those games and don't really seem like you've got an answer as to why Liv- you're not winning them. Livy, St Johnson, Dundee United, Hibs should have won quite comfortably, but I think this comes back into the well, maybe Livy's not comfortably, but there was a period in the second half where Hibs were absolutely, absolutely dominant. Yeah. Uh, but um, again, this the adversity thing comes up. Dundee United. Hibs having a perfectly good goal chopped off, adversity in a decision. Aye, so Johnston, trumps, basically, yeah, what um, the red card, red card team fucking collapses. I mean, you see Hearts going there, and and it's obviously like just all hands on deck. But there's no, there's nothing to panic about. Especially Hibs in that position, they still could have won that game quite easily. I still thought Hibs should win this well, uh, because St. Johnston had done nothing yeah, to that point. And then and then obviously in this game, right on the stroke of half time, something going against you. Uh, and that's that's a really worrying trend because there was a discussion about Hibs' mentality at the start of the season because there was lots of last-minute winners, but that's different. When you're still in a game and you're pushing, it's a different type of mentality Absolutely. than adversity when decisions go against you in, in a game and, and, you're, and you're, you're in a huff and you're, and you're angry about it. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very worried about that because I think the team's good. Um, the other things I don't... The thing I most dislike about Johnson is he rates himself, right? He rates himself highly. He's a, he, he's a deep thinker in the game. Um, he likes to try and affect the game, which is a good thing on the whole. We've seen it multiple times. The, the subs, the early the, subs, the subs in the first half, stuff like that. This game, there's boils out, mm-hmm. but we've just won a game 3 0. You hands there. It's the most like for like replacement you could possibly get. The team doesn't have to change, but he went and wants to go in with the with the dual tens with McGinnis and Henderson. And I find this I'm finding this tough to criticize because the first half, Hibbs really were in control of that game in a way that I didn't expect it. But Audrey, I mean, the Rabbit fans were Aberdeen have been at, yeah. So it's, I'm finding it tough because I'm looking at tactically, he probably got that right. And Hibs had probably the most control I've possibly ever seen us have in a period, for such a long period at Pataudry. But then what, what's he saying at halftime when that happens? Because the team completely capitulates in the second yeah, half. And it's you like, can't give free headers. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, that's, that's a like, criminal, nah, but... criminal goal to lose. And I just like Aberdeen were 
awful in the first half, like properly horrific. Uh, but fair play to them once the going, which I think a feature of Aberdeen's play is when the going gets good, they really fill yeah. their boots. They do, hi. Yeah, they, they, they got, they, they got the inverse hips or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hi, once they've got a bit of an advantage, they just seem to run uh, all over. I think, I think they are this year's flat track bullies. Like they are. Like they, 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 if they get an advantage, they're just going to steamroller their way over teams, and that that will. I'll probably for most of the season be enough like, they, you know, they, like, they struggle to really kind of control games and maintain a lot of possession in the matches where they're kind of still nil-nil and I do wonder that about Goodwin because St Mirren he got the job be, off the back of what he done at St Mirren and that was a team that didn't really want the ball and was more kind of set up defensively so I wonder whether he because if you look at the players they've got on their side and they should be dictating yeah. possession they should be controlling games because there's enough quality there on the, on the football in the middle of the park to do that but they don't do it but I mean Aberdeen were the uh, I would say were worse than St Mirren at Easter Road the last time around. That like no, like, like oh, like, oh like, the, the game at Easter Road. Yeah, the game at Easter Road. Like apps. Like that was one of the worst teams I've seen, and yet they've turned around. They've turned it around, and it's four one. Putting uh, Duke up front alongside Miofsky, that's a very good partnership. Ah, it's brilliant. The blend is is perfect. And Duke's a better footballer mm-hmm. than Miofsky. Miofsky's a better finisher. Then Duke and Duke's a diver. I mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I, I'm not one of those that blows up. You're head's fan. You've got Martin Boyle in your team. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I accept, he said it was I accept, a dive. He didn't say he was a dive. Well, I mean, I think in, in the Rangers game the week before he was he was flopping about. Uh, I think against Hearts he was he was taking tumbles in the second half against Hibs. Uh, even when he gets clipped, he, it's always aye, that free kick. He wins. Aye, it's, it's a free like, kick, but he still he still dives. Uh, yeah, so like I mean, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not, never one to to preach at these things. I, I'm I'm accepting that football is how it is. So players are all looking for advantage. Ryan Porteous likes to get an advantage sometimes. Mm. I mean, we've all seen it. These players exist all in the pitch. I mean, Phil, you're a Hearts fan. I mean, you watch Stephen Presley do oh, yeah. uh, like <laughs> for, master for, for for years. So we've got this all going around the pitch. People get more frustrated about the forward players because they're they're winning games changing changing moments but Dukes Dukes because before that you're struggling to see Aberdeen win that game but Dukes all action he's so much better than you possibly at first he looked really really raw mm-hmm. but he's he, he, he picks up the ball he drives takes quite a lot of responsibility and he's he's aggressive as a forward he just wants to be involved and he's got pace touch he can he, he can actually go into the air so I think that was a really really good find and lucky for Aberdeen because he spent a million pound on two strikers and when you do that they have to be good mm-hmm. they have to be good Right, do we have anything else to say or will that do us for this show? Good win. Doesn't seem that as a touchline ban. He's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally just shouting at the players for the, for the front, like, doing it. I thought I was laughing at it, but it's bizarre. Like, it just, surely you're not allowed to sit there. You're just, basically you're just two feet above the dugout. You're just as close. But whatever. I actually probably got a better chance of reaching the <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, can, he can make his voice go further in that position, but... Uh, I like you know, the people grassing all my uh, favourite uh, <laughs> uh, the SFA <laughs> I don't think anyone's cares man <laughs> right that'll do us thank you very much for listening to this show and if you would like to hear more for us check out the Patreon that is patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast we're not doing one because we are recording quite late on a Monday evening uh, for typically what we do so we'd like to, to stop now and to Go on with their lives. Uh, but there is a podcast. fake as they are. So what so are you involved in them? But there was a podcast about earlier today. It was the very worst of Danny Lennon's time in charge of Clyde, the final podcast in that three part trilogy that we did. Get him in drams. Yes. Twitter guy. Yes, yes, it certainly is. Uh, Scott Russell as well, very good first time guest. I listened to the first part on the drive over here and I very much enjoyed it. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a listen. I'm gonna I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it was quite interesting to, to learn more about Clyde who lost again at the weekend. So that's them now lost eleven games in the spin. 
Yeah, why not? <laughs> David Goodwill, it's all forgiven. Come back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, he was a trial- Maybe they were right. <laughs> trialist for Livingston United at the weekend. Yeah, yeah, was, he, scored, uh, he scored a couple, I think. Yeah. Uh, right, ah, yeah, so yeah, check that out And that's it from us Until Thursday where we'll be back again with another Premiership Roundup It won't be us, but it will hopefully Unless something goes wrong, be another three people in person mm-hmm. Woo! Well, I sit in my living room twiddling my thumbs <laughs> I mean, you sitting in your living room drinking cans Yeah, that's, that's what we're going to do so There must be football out of some description We'll find something Oh, Mandy, you're going to have to go out again <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye Goodbye <laughs> Podcast Network.